when I tried different things, I would start out with, you know, a Bible study lesson for my kids. And, you know, that could take 30 minutes to go through. And then I feel like I need to prepare it and all this. And that's just too much for busy moms. And I, I could never do it. And so when I found just two minutes, so even if I'm reading scripture with them, I may only make it two minutes through the passage. And then that's okay. And so I don't want moms to feel like I've got to read this whole section. I've got to read this whole thing. Get as far as you can get with your kids in that moment and build on it the next day. And it may only be two minutes, but two minutes is still going to bless your family. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief. It's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. Faith is the most important thing in my life. It's the first thing I do in the morning, well, most mornings, and it is the standard I live by. However, although faith comes first for me, I struggle with keeping faith front and center in my home and with my family. I know it's critical for my children and our family to establish routines that keep God as the foundation. My guest, Keely Korn, is passionate about helping moms raise their kids to know Jesus. She has a master's in divinity, is a priest's wife, and is a mom to three kids. Keely struggled with her own family faith routines, so she decided to implement a few simple ones for her family. And when she saw them working, she knew she had to share them with other families. And so, her company, Life and Faith Collide, was born. In this episode, Keely and I chat about how we can engage our children in faith without getting frustrated, actionable steps to set up faith routines with our family, and how to keep the routines going while managing a busy schedule. Let's keep first things first by letting our family life and faith collide. Hey, Keely, thanks so much for being on the Faith Inspired Podcast. Thanks, Erica. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, it's super exciting. I think we met just way back when virtually through Compel. And I want to say it was like two, three years ago. So it feels like a long time. And I've been following you for a while and just really love what you bring to the table for content and resources for helping families just really be passionate about helping their kids, raising their family to know Jesus. Because That is so critical. I think um, for me, my kiddos go to a school where they get to learn about Jesus all day long. And for a while there, I forgot that it was my place to instill that at home as well. You know, I just kind of leaned on the church and leaned on the school and just all of a sudden one day realized that my, my children don't see my quiet time in the morning. They don't see my prayer with the Lord because it's often quiet or they miss me on my knees in the morning. And so I need to do my due diligence to really set the tone in our home to really establish like what our core family believes and our foundation. So I'm excited to have you on today to chat about that. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm really excited about it. And yeah, you kind of nailed it. 
the mom's struggle of <laughs> what we deal with. You, you've got your personal faith and then, but how do you show your kids how to make it their own? Yeah, because a lot of it's so quiet in that intimate time that you have. And I think as moms, we want that quiet time with the Lord. So we cherish that. And we, at least I try to keep that time um, so they don't see that. So yeah, I'm just excited to jump into things. Before we do that, though, can you give a little bit of background of who you are and your family and, and your business as well? Great. Yeah, sure. So I'm Keely, and I'm passionate about helping moms raise their kids to know Christ through Bible and prayer time, devotions, building strong faith habits so that your kids can know Jesus's amazing love for them as they grow up and when they go through hard times. I'm also the founder of Life and Faith Collide. I have a Master's of Divinity. I'm a priest or a pastor's wife, and I'm mom to three amazing kids. You do a lot. You do a lot, and that's fantastic. I love that. And you have such a extensive background and knowledge in what you're doing. You're actually living it out as a mom, but you have that Master's in Divinity, so you know what you're talking about, too, when it comes to the whole piece of faith. So I appreciate that about you. So really, let's get to it. So how can we engage our children in our faith and then also engage them in a way that doesn't feel frustrating? Because I think the last thing that we need as moms is to add another to-do to our list and make something feel like we have have to do it rather than enjoying something with our kids? Right. That's a great question. Um, because we do, we want to enjoy our kids. We want to have fun with them and enjoy them. We want them to see that faith is fun and that it is just an everyday part of life. As I've learned raising kids, it, kids can be frustrating. It can be really difficult and, and it is hard. And so we kind of have to find that balance between how do I, how do I share but not get so frustrated that I want to just quit and give up and not even try. That's the worst thing we can do is not even try. The best thing is, you know, just kind of learn as you go and don't wait. I would say, don't wait to get started. Just start wherever you are, whatever age kids you have, whether they're babies and you sing to them in the car and pray with them as you're driving to church or, you know, they're toddlers and just starting and you can sing little songs or, or is there starting to get where, you know, you can actually sit and pray with them or, or have Bible study with them. You know, I think it might be helpful to share a little bit kind of how I got started so my husband is a priest and, you know, I've been to seminary, as you said, and by the time we had our third child, I felt like I was just, I was juggling two kids. We were just trying to stay afloat and our faith was really falling off the wagon. And it was kind of one of those things where it was like, okay, you know, we take our kids to church, but that's about it. Like we're not doing anything at home. What should we be doing and how do we do it? And I didn't really know where to start, but our church had given us an Advent devotion. And it was like four weeks. And I thought, this could be something fun for us to do together. Let's just try it. And so we started it in our home and it was really simple. It was just a prayer, a scripture reading, lighting the candles, and that was it. And over the course of four weeks, I saw how powerful it was. And so I wanted to take what we did kind of in that special season and make it for everyday life and to share it with others so they could see how powerful it was. And so that was kind of how we got started. But as I started doing this, I started to learn a lot of lessons along the way. And so the lessons are kind of what I like to teach other moms. And one thing that I like is to 
ask your kids to be involved. Like, so sharing with them that we're going to, we're going to pray right now, you know, let them know, Hey, we're going to do this. And then I ask them, are you ready? And I find that that can help because usually they're not ready. They don't want to pray right then. And so it gives them a chance to kind of buy into the whole thing so that they're present when everybody's present at the same time. It's not just mommy's running the show and you need to be quiet and listen. It's something that we're all doing together. And so usually nobody's ready. You know, it it takes, (laughs) they've got to go to the bathroom or they need a snack or they have five questions. And and so I try and be patient and, but move them towards, okay, we're going to pray. Let's be ready. And so I get a verbal yes from each one of them. And at that point, they are ready and they'll listen. And, and I found that to be really helpful. And I've also found just to do small steps at a time. And so if you could just spend two minutes a day, two minutes, like just make a commitment to yourself to do something with your kids for two minutes that has to do with your faith. When I tried different things, I would start out with you know, a Bible study lesson for my kids. And, you know, that could take 30 minutes to go through. And then I feel like I need to prepare it and all this. And that's just too much for busy moms. And I I could never do it. And so when I found just two minutes, so even if I'm reading scripture with them, I may only make it two minutes through the passage. And then that's okay. And so I don't want moms to feel like I've got to read this whole section. I've got to read this whole thing. Get as far as you can get with your kids in that moment and build on it the next day. And it may only be two minutes, but two minutes is still going to bless your family. And I like to say that the goal is the goal is consistency and that you're trying to immerse your children and expose them to scripture and faith, not necessarily make sure they're getting everything in that moment. And so they will get it as you go on. And then just some other things I've found to keep them with for me, not getting too frustrated is the idea of active listening, which is basically your kids can still listen, even if they're moving, squirming, building, using their hands or something. And so I try and direct that, whether it's lighting a candle that they can focus on or building with Duplos or Legos, anything like that can really help with your kids and know that they are hearing. They're being exposed to it, even if, you know, they can't give you a two-minute summary of it at the end of it. They're still hearing God's word that's putting them in a, in a home where faith is a priority. And so not every day is going to be magical. And so I think as moms, that, that helps to set our own expectations is that, you know, it will be challenging at times. And so if you need to just break it to two minutes that's a win. That's a win for the day. I had a guest on once who was talking about books and reading to your children. And she mentioned the same thing. Like there's studies that children actually retain by listening. So even if you're reading to them and they're playing with toys, they're still getting that information and they can actually relay back what was in the story and talk about it later. So it's just a good reminder as we're doing our faith work with them, that it's the same thing. And I often do get frustrated at night. My son gets a second wind. My goodness, I don't know where it comes from. Like the bath's supposed to calm you down. It calms me down, but it does the complete opposite to him. And so, you know, often I will ask him, you know, hey, 
what do you want to pray for? And he's like, nothing. I don't know. And then as I'm praying for him, he's just like moving around, flipping his legs, you know, doing all the things. And it can be frustrating. And my husband, who is more of an orderly guy, is like, buddy, quit, quit, quit. But I know now with the background that, you know, I think it's still resonating with him. So yeah, right. just a good reminder that kids are active and we have to be okay with that. Absolutely. What are actionable steps that we can take to really set up good faith routines with our family? So actual routines that we could do. And you mentioned a few of them about the two minutes, but what are some that we may not think of that are ways that we can really engage our family and our children in faith? So I think one of the easiest ways is to start with something you're already doing. And so it doesn't have to be something faith-related that you're doing, but anything that you're doing together. So whether it's a family dinner, whether you're riding in the car together, you're driving to church, you know, like you mentioned, your bedtime reading, but start with something that you're already doing. We started really with our family dinner because that was a better time for our family. I had tried Bible reading at bedtime and I tried prayers at bedtime and Similar to what you mentioned. I mean, yeah, the bath like keys my kids up and they are bouncing off the walls <laughs> crazy. And I'm, I was like, you know, I'm tired at that point and I'm frustrated. And so that's not a good time for me <laughs> to try and do something that could be hard and frustrating. So that's why I found the family dinner because everybody's there, they're excited, they're ready, you know, they're ready to eat. And so I do it like right at the beginning because I mean, when people start eating, they're listening. And so I just paused my eating for two minutes and got that going. But we also like, we can, you know, we'll pray with our kids on the way to school. Sometimes we'll pray together at the back door before they leave. So they go out, out into the world with God's blessing and prayer over them. That's a way to set up a routine is to build it to something that you're already doing. And again, like I said, just to start simple. If you're not praying with your kids right now, just start with the Lord's Prayer. It's super simple. Kids learn through repetition. And so, you know, I think sometimes we think we need to be immediately teaching them how to pray on their own. And I think that's more of an advanced step. And so, using repetition to help your kids kind of get it, but also to be immersed in it. And so, you know, I teach different strategies on how to teach your kids the Lord's Prayer, just because there are many different ways and it's good to kind of mix it up so that your kids aren't always doing the same thing. So whether you just say it for them and pray it over them, or you say it and they repeat it, you all say it together. There are lots of different ways that a family can do that and do it simply, And just what's fitting that moment. And then again, back with just the two minutes. So if you're already praying with your kids, you already do the Lord's Prayer, you know, maybe start a Bible reading that's two minutes, or you can add more as your family adjusts to doing this. And again, like, I think, try not to make sure that like, they're getting it or feel like I have to have taught them and they have to have understood everything in that moment. Again, just the goal is to expose them and saturate them with scripture and life. And the explaining part will come when when they're asking questions and they start making connections. Most of the ki- the questions my kids ask are totally off topic and not related. And so, you know, I either say, "All right, let's focus back," or I take that as my cue to move on to something else. 
How do you, and I love the the repetitiveness of it because it's so true. Kids need that. And it's so funny. My son, we do, my our whole family gets together. My husband has a table prayer that they've always done. They're Lutheran, that side of the family. And so it's their table prayer that they've always done, but we have a different one in our family, like as our small little unit. But when we get together, we do Benton's prayer, my son's, and then Mason's prayer, my nephew's, which is the whole family's prayer. But he's now gotten to learn that other whole family prayer, not by us, we're just teaching it to him, but by us just saying it, you know, as we get together for our gatherings. And so we did a bunch of prayers for our dinner last night because he wanted to do them all. And so I love that repetitiveness. It's just like memorizing verses to have that within you, to have that foundation. But what I struggle is that one-to-one relationship. And granted, I know their kids and that's going to be kind of hard to get because they're just not mature enough, I believe, to understand that. I mean, God does speak to children. He works through them in miraculous ways, but in the way that we maturely understand the one-to-one relationship. So I struggle with the repetition, but then also conveying like, this is why I have this. You know, this is why I do this, this relationship. This is why it's so important. It's not just something that we do because it's the right thing to do. It's we do because it's something that we love to do and we want to be connected with him. Is that something that is appropriate to start having that conversation with your children or do you do that? What are some ways that we could help convey that heart to heart rather than just the repetitiveness of it? No, I think absolutely. I try and share that with my kids all the time. You just share it in that moment and, and you share to the point that they're listening and then move on. So I feel that like we have a tendency to want to like I have a tendency, I should say, but to go really deep. And so I tell this story of one time my kid asked me a question in the car. And so I I got really excited about answering it. And so I got really deep into all this stuff. And I went on for probably 10 minutes. It ended up kind of being a little mini sermon at this point. And so I turned to my kid at the end and I was like, do you understand? And he said, oh, yeah, sorry, I wasn't listening. You know, so <laughs> uh, it was very humbling. But then it made me also realize, like, back down to like, share as much as you can in that moment. And so it is important. And you do want to share that, but like, share it immediately and succinctly, you know, like quickly, like, I, you know, I pray because God's going to strengthen me during the day. You know, when we go through hard times, we need God's support. We need to know how to pray to him in that moment. We need God's scripture, you know, and so making it sort of sh- short and simple for kids as long as they're listening. And if they're listening more, go deeper and share more. Absolutely. But, you know, like back to my little sermon, you know, I, I do like to kind of check in along the way and make sure that they're they're still dialed in as well. But do it over and over. And the more that you share that with them, even in the small little succinct bits, they're going to hear you say that over and over and over. And one day they're going to need it in their own life. And they're going to be like, wow, that's what mom was talking about. Like now I know. And so just the consistency of of sharing. And it may not seem like they understand what you're saying or they even care. And then it'll just pop out. I mean, their, their spirit soaking it up, their soul soaking it up, even if they're distracted in the car, looking at things, saw a construction truck or whatever it may be. It just went, went off, you know, that, that, 
their brain went somewhere where where they want to go rather than listening to you. Right. Yeah, totally. One of the things I wanted to chat with you about just personally is sometimes my son will react to the this time with the Lord and time that we want to set together um, just praying and, and working on scripture. He will say things like, I don't want to pray or like, I don't love Jesus. And I'm just like, what? That like just, you know, crushes my heart. And I know he doesn't know what he's saying and he's still learning. Like he has to have his own faith journey and make that decision himself. We have to be diligent in being the parents to make sure we set the foundation. And then he has that choice. But how do you react as a mom in that way? Because I'm very mindful of not wanting to force my faith on my child, but also establish that foundation. So when he gets old enough, he can make that decision. And so how do you deal with the moments of really big pushback like that and those words that kind of just cut you to the heart and um, making sure that you're not just like kind of shoving it down their throat, but something that they will use as education, as a faith foundation when they can start living it out. Yeah, those are hard moments. And I'm glad that you're sensitive to them and aware of them. And and we do want to be sensitive when they tell us something like that. And I also, my kid has you know, when he's mad, yelled out, you know, I hate God, or I'm sick of church. I don't like this. And, and I take it as there's something going on with them and they're frustrated. And so I take that as an opportunity. If I was trying to do something with the Lord, like I say, all right, we need to pause. Like we need to figure out what's going on deep in their heart in that moment. Cause there's something that's going on. They just may be mad. They may not have gotten their way. They could be frustrated. You know, it could, they could be tired or sick or hungry. There's there's so many different things. Or they could be, you know, hurt by something. Or And so I like to try and just figure out, like, what's going on. My son, I can't remember what age he was, but same thing. You know, we were in the car driving to a soccer game, and he was like, I hate God. And I was like, wow, that's a really big statement, you know, and I I just tried to like affirm it, but like acknowledge his emotion in that moment and not to immediately be like, don't say that, or you're not, you know, yes, you do or whatever. Again, like, I don't want to feel like I'm forcing that on him either or pushing him on that. So I just, in that moment, like trying to get to more the bottom of the emotion of what's going on with him in that moment and recognizing that that feeling that they're having in that moment is probably fleeting. And yes, you know, back to my son's story, you know, by the time we kind of talked through what was going on with him, you know, I was able to come back the next day and be like, Hey, you know, you mentioned, you know, you hate God or you you don't believe in God. And I was like, you know, there are a lot of people out there in in life who have felt that way too. And, and strong Christians and believers who've really struggled and wrestled with God. And so that's a normal part of faith. And we're all going to go through that. And so I'm glad that you shared that with me. And so you want to be a safe place for them to share those things, but also recognizing it may just be a big emotion in that moment. To make it even to like a simpler analogy, I mean, my daughter fell off her scooter the other day and, you know, really hurt herself, was bleeding everywhere. And she was like, I'm never going to scooter again, you know? And I was like, oh, that really hurt 
you know, and I didn't address the, I'm never going to scooter again. Like she probably will. And so the next day we got out of the car and I'm like, do you want your scooter? And she's like, yeah, you know, and hopped on and scooted. So that's kind of how our kids are. And so it, it's the same with faith. It just can feel like an emotional dagger and we just have to realize that it's not. And sometimes they may be using it as a tool to push our buttons. And so to just stay calm and acknowledge their feelings and try and figure out what's going on in the moment. That's great advice. And it reminds me of a lot of adults too. I mean, I have moments where I'm like, why is everything happening to me right now? I'm not using those strong words to the Lord, but you know, we have conversations where, you know, I express my frustration and I'm don't have as much like in those moments for what's happening to me. And so the emotions calm down a little bit as we don't use as strong words, hopefully, to him, but they calm down a little bit when you're an adult. But with kids, I get that. I get that. Right. Well, in the psalmist, in the Psalms, they like they cried out, they got angry at God. And so it's okay to have big emotions. But I love that almost every one of the Psalms, by the end of the Psalm, they've returned to praising God. And so we can have big emotions and we can be upset, you know, but we want to move back towards praising God. And so as you build the consistency with your kids, you know, the next day, you're just going to go back to talking about God and, and helping them praise him again. Yeah. And I love what you had said, your phrase of there are adults that feel the exact same way. They understand how you're feeling. They have these feelings of frustration with God, because I think if we plant the seed that you can't have those, then as they become an adult, when you question faith, you question like, you know, all just all the different aspects of it knowing that that's okay and God wants you to dig in deeper and understand him more and allow them to be able to feel comfortable doing that rather than even approaching it. So yeah, it's just a great approach. Really appreciate that. So this has been just a really fun and enlightening conversation for me, just understanding how to approach faith with kids and really to know that it doesn't have to be this heavy weight on our shoulders to add just another to-do to our list. It's something that we can do that we're already doing like in the car or at dinner and just starting small. Before we head out, I want to give you an opportunity to let the listeners know where they can connect with you because you have fantastic emails that you send out with resources. You have great packages of resources that they can buy to download and use with their family. So give a little bit of those details and also where they can connect with you on social media. Sure. Thank you. My website is called Life and Faith Collide. And I, I actually have, um, for Faith and Gather listeners, there's a family prayer survival checklist. And it's a free download. And it's just about setting expectations so that you can make the most of family prayer and Bible time and just know that it's making a difference in your child's life. And you can get that at lifeandfaithcollide.com slash faith and gather. And that's for the podcast listeners. I had mentioned family devotions. I have a Jumpstart Family Faith Habits starter guide on my shop, and it just shows you step-by-step how to start a consistent family devotion that everyone will love. And then I also have a Keeping Your Kids on God's Side toolkit, which is a library of practical tools for moms to help your kids build a lasting faith. And that one really focuses on building habits in your day-to-day life so that you can then add the the faith component to it. So that one's really focused on the habits and the Jumpstart Family Faith Habits is focused on a family mealtime devotion 
to do together. And all that's on my website and I have my shop's linked from there as well. Fantastic resources. And I will have that link for the listeners in the show notes so you can find them there. And then I will tell you that her resources are really affordable. They are just fantastic. They're full of knowledge and just a bunch of uh, content that you can use and tools that you can use for your family. So really go check those out. And Keely, before we go, I have one last question for you. Very interested, um, just your perspective of your education, your background, your family, all of that, of what brought you joy today? Oh, what brought me joy today? I wake up early in the morning and, you know, was preparing for this and We had an amazing day yesterday, just had a great day. And so I got up and said a prayer over what I was doing. And I went out and walked and could see the sunrise and just prayed on my on my walk and just seeing the beautiful colors in the sky and praying for my kids and praying that, you know, they would know how important this is and that just to be able to share it with other moms, which is the goal and mission of of my business. But you know, it brought me joy to know that I could do that for others and do that for God's glory and and to see his glory in that sunrise. Mm, Beautiful. That's beautiful. So much joy in that. Well, thank you so much for being on. Appreciate you and what you do for mamas and just establishing a good foundation of faith in our kiddos to raise them up and do amazing things for the kingdom. So thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, I have to admit, I put a roadblock in my way thinking that establishing a faith routine for my family would be way more complicated than Keely's approach. Keep it simple, keep it repeatable, and it will be doable, busy schedule or not. So what routine will you start to establish with your family today? Take action and see how God works. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more women could be blessed with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.